Hi. Hey. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode 85. Um, yeah. I'm Trev, and with me is uh is Bush. What's up? Not much. It's uh warming up. Not warm enough to swim yet, but that's definitely warming up. What is it? It's it's been high twenties here for the last couple of days. That's I say mid. I say twenty is the perfect perfect yeah. weather. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty is a good is a good. What about your office? How's your office? Do you guys have AC in there? Uh at the moment, which the uh, our air conditioning shorted out uh, in the <laughs> fall sometime. In the so fall, what do you have AC on? In the although fall? it was just it was just a, it's like it's just a generic heat. I don't know why, but it. I'll, we tried to turn it on the last week or so, and uh, we've had no air conditioning in our office, so we've had to have the, the doors open. And uh, all the pollen and stuff co- comes in. One of the one of the workers is uh, he's got a, a seasonal allergies, so he. <laughs> I, I it's not funny. Sorry, courage, but. <laughs> Oh, it's courage. Yeah, it's courage. That's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. We have our AC at work is pretty cold. Like we have to sit in our office with sweaters on, and it's right above me too. So I'm sitting there freezing. Like I have a toque. I don't know how I manage to have a toque in my desk, but I I wear sometimes because I'm just I'm that cold. So. Uh yeah, so welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. Um, thank you for joining us, and for those listeners who are joining us for the first time, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Yeah, and uh, as you could see on my background photo, it's still a picture of Bush. <laughs> I can't believe it. What's the right word? Can I say this? He is enjoy uh, enjoying a hot dog, manhandling his hot dog. <laughs> Yeah. That's the right word. You're really enjoying that thing, eh? Oh yeah, man, uh, man handling it. Man handling his hot dog. <gasps> That's the thing. Like when you eat with buddies and friends, you gotta be careful because, like, either way, someone's <laughs> gonna take a picture of you. And, yeah. And this picture was at the Freddy. Like, what's that Sunday? Sunday evening? No, it was, I think it was around mid afternoon. <laughs> didn't we just have lunch that sunday afternoon we went to the mall or was that saturday that was saturday that was saturday well thank you for i had no, New that York was Pro- friday we went to the mall are you sure saturday we went for a cookout or oh yeah geez. yeah we went to wacy's on saturday saturday okay either way we went we had at the food court when i had new york fries and when you go i had salad fries, susan so i had nothing but salad yeah, full of uh, <laughs> Greek salad dressing. Just... Yeah, I, I went to New York Fries. I got the hot dog, as always. And thank you for not taking a picture of me. I'm like a bad friend. Like, Bush doesn't take a picture of me eating my hot dog. But for a chance I get a Bush bite in his hot dog, I take a picture. <laughs> yeah. So, there it is, folks. I admit it. That was pretty uh, That's pretty fun to me. What good friend would not take a picture of your of a friend taking a bite of their hot dogs, though. That's a question exactly. mark. <laughs> uh, Res Hockey, we are recording on the traditional land of the Anishinaabe. 
in northwestern Ontario. Uh, we are on Treaty 3 territory, so just want to give a heads up and a, a land acknowledgement. <laughs> did I say that right? Land acknowledgement. Yes, you did. Um, our guest for this week's show, he's from Cross Lake, Manitoba. He played this past season with the... I can't remember who he played for. Let me check. The Greenville Swamp Rabbits. I like that name, Swamp Rabbits. That's pretty uh, pretty catchy. Yeah. And he played a couple of games in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. He just recently won the Freddy with Cross Lake Ooh. Islanders. Our guest for this week is Mr. Justin Knockbar. So we're looking forward to yeah. sitting down and hanging out with Justin and sharing some stories. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a good one. Because uh, of the week, because of the week for episode 85 is Mr. Lyndon Whitney. Oh. Uh, he, he is the captain of the Whitefish Flyers. And they were the dark, dark horse, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, at the Freddy. And they uh, they made it to Sunday and they, they played really good. Yeah. For a team that no one was expecting to uh, to do well, mm-hmm. they made it to Sunday. And what's bigger than playing at the Freddy on, on a, a Sunday, Sunday right? Yeah, no so, doubt. So thanks, Lyndon. For the for the support, we really appreciate it, and uh, we're we'll you and I we will be getting some uh, Whitefish Flyers swag. Ooh, so yeah. looking forward looking forward to that. I like uh, I like getting team swag. Yeah. So as I you gotta can call see, her out. Um, who's that? You hear that, Stacy? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's gonna Shit. mail me now. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing my Fred's Saskamoose. So and I'm wearing my scrappers hat, so I thought oh, nice. I'd represent. Can't really see it. I'm sitting right under a light. So uh, yeah, the, the glare is reflecting off the logo. So uh shoutouts. Do you have any shoutouts for episode 85? I would like to give a big shout out to Team Latvia. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. I'll get. I want to get back to that in a minute, though. But it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Ted Nolan, because because our because our uncle Ted Nolan coached there. Do you think picks in two thousand and twelve? Was it? I don't know. Has it been that that long ago? But he did. Like Canada only lost. Canada only won one nothing to them. To him, they only beat Latvia by one. It's pretty. Is a like deadly game. But anyways. Deadly game. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. So to uh, to all the Latvians uh, listening, I'm sure we have lots. Con- <laughs> congratulations, guys. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, this random show. This is really random. Uh, Latvia? <laughs> I don't even know where Latvia is. Yeah. I just know it's in Europe. Yeah. Is that a, used to be a country Latvia? from mm-hmm. Russia? Was it? Possibly. See, I don't even know. Just really mm-hmm. random guy. <laughs> and I just want to say a shout out to Jack, who lives in uh, El Paso, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just really uh, random. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's one nothing Vegas over Dallas. Vegas is leading the series 3-2. Do you think Vegas is going to win? Do I think they will? Yeah. I Do I want them to win? No. You're so bitter, man. <laughs> do Jeez. I want? Well, I mean, 
Well, I, same thing. I don't want Florida to win. Yeah, but I actually, you know, um, I like the way our boy plays defense. The way he's the way he's holding the line. Number two, right defense. Oh, Vegas just scored again. Two zip. Oh, nice. I mean, he's so calm out there. He's a yeah. He's does a lot. I compare him to Luke Shen, but mm-hmm. a better version of Luke Shen. I mean, yeah. The Leafs, the Leafs should sign that or trade for him. I would love Zach Whitecloud on our team. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be good. But he's a like all he does is make a good first outlet pass to the forward, and that's yeah. it. He doesn't. He's not fancy. You don't have to be fancy. That's why you have. Capacity of forwards, let them do yep. all the work. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I'm hoping for Vegas to beat Dallas. Dallas. And what's your new. your Stanley Cup prediction between let's say Vegas and Florida? I think it's gonna be a battle. And in, in the words of uh Rod Brindabar, I don't think your team's gonna get swept. <laughs> 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 I think uh I think our boy um our cousin from down east was gonna take it. You think Florida's gonna take it? I think so. It's so hard to say Brabrowski's on fire. Uh, yeah. And it's if fun. you listen to listen to Matthew Kachuk, he said they have no pressure. There's no pressure for them to win. They're just having fun. Exactly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If now all Florida... the pressure's on Vegas to, to dominate. So So say if Florida and Vegas, they go to seven games, and Vegas wins. Does Bobrovsky win the Conn Smythe? Because they were the eighth seed out of the East. I think so. I think like so. They, they beat Toronto. They beat Boston. Yeah. They, they beat Carolina, like all top teams, right? Mm-hmm. And what what was the shadow? Like 170 minutes or something like that, yeah. right? So. That's crazy in the, in the playoffs. So I think I think he deserves uh Conn Smythe in a, in a losing effort. But he, they're going to win though. But so he will get the Conn Smythe. Either way, he'll get it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be him or Chuck, I think, that'll get the Conn Smythe. Yeah, the Chuck's clutch though, right? All those overtime oh, yeah. goals, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Calgary's Calgary fans are kicking themselves in the arse. Yeah. But that being said. Do you okay, think Sutter was, was holding think, it back? Sorry. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. I think he was. Mm. What does that guy say on the, the the other guys? I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's character. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. <laughs> Do you think... Uh, question? This is like a weird question. Do you think there's more fans in Alberta that are Flames or Oilers? I think there's or is it 50, more Cal- 50. I think there's more Calgary fans in Alberta, but Western Canada, I think there's more Edmonton fans than there are uh than there are versus Calgary fans. That's a that's a good question though. Yeah. What city's bigger, Calgary or Edmonton? I think it's Calgary, eh? I think Calgary is, yeah. So uh Jamie Ben got suspended two games. He's back uh for this game. What do you what do you do when a player is suspended and the team is playing good without him? Like the two games that he was suspended, Dallas won. Both yeah, games. I know. But um, he's your captain, though, so you have to dress him, right? Or no? Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's he the he would have to dress him, but 
make begs a begs a wonder like why would you dress them when you're when you win easily without them i mean that even might lead to a trade come yeah. off season right like do you really need jamie ben yeah that's true that's a valid point so it's uh everyone's playing good for dallas though like pavalski that old vet is playing clutch mm-hmm. um the one thing that people been complaining about all playoffs is the refing from oh, yeah the first day of the playoffs to now like how bad is the ref and like they're so like i don't like talking bad about refs because they have a hard job right but mm-hmm. it's been really crappy it's been kaka it's been really shady yeah not shady it's just quite really questionable what a high stick is a high stick one night and then next night they just don't call it and it has to be a game-winning goal <laughs> right would you ever be a ref refing in a, a res tourney or say like a big time tourney would you want to be a ref I'll no i'll be a linesman but uh I don't but that's just a... as bad because what if you miss that offside call? Well, I don't know something in my eye, <laughs> twinkle yeah. in my eye. I don't, I don't have the courage to, to to do that. I don't like. I really don't. I hands off to the refs that that are consistent, but oh, it's a shit. it's a really really horrible job. That's a rough gig. Yeah, remember that one lady uh, we were watching at the Freddy? She was. From Eagle or cheering for Eagle Lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When the ref made a call, she was banging on the Bang glass on. and like yeah. swearing at the ref. I was like, <laughs> "Holy man!" Yeah. And she was loud the whole game. She I was mean, really loud. She was vocal, I, passionate fan, yeah. right? Hashtag passionate fan. But <laughs> what do you do in a situation like that if you're a ref? You just keep on hearing a lady. Swear at you, <laughs> bang the glass. I wonder if anyone ever got kicked out out of the arena during a res tourney. Oh shit! You know what? That actually happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> it did uh, at the Goodwill <laughs> tournament in Thunder Bay. Of course, my kids were playing. Nick and Anna. I think they were <laughs> maybe Pee Wee, and Nick got a penalty. And I said something, hey, ref, open up your eyes. You're missing a good game. And he freaking threw me out of the arena. <laughs> so that's uh, everyone like was you just. He just answered your question. That's what I know. Most of all. <laughs> everyone was just laughing and cheering. And I was just standing there eating my popcorn, walking out of the arena. <laughs> so, yeah, it ha- it happens. I haven't seen it mm-hmm. done lately but not recently no i would do that i was as a ref just to piss that person off more <laughs> i think I, I think as a ref i think i would uh i'd pay someone if i could kick them out some random friend walk in and say hey ref you suck and then uh kick them out as a show of dominance and say this is what's gonna happen if i if uh, you guys shirt me i'm kicking you out i don't care what you pay you should right? get your refing certificate then do that to me Oh, I'll start chirping you, yeah, or somewhere, say <laughs> like North American here in in Kenora. You know what That's I would do night. if you, yeah, if you kick me out, I'd grab a garbage can and throw it on the on the ice just to make it make it worth my money, just to make the drama effect, eh? Or grab a bag of pucks and just start throwing them all over. <laughs> hey, I gotta make it make you look good too. Yeah, that's true. 
World Championships were held in Finland the last week or two, and uh, yeah. Ethan Bear was part of the yeah. gold-winning Team Canada. So that's. Uh, did you watch any of the games? Fortunately, no, I did not. It's time zone. <laughs> Same right? here. I yeah, just... what is it like? Six hour difference. Yeah, I was working during the day, so I didn't want to. But either way, wanna... yeah. Either way, it's good to see Ethan from yeah. Old Trap, Old Trapperwis, wearing, uh, wearing, winning a gold medal for Team Canada, which was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't. I unfortunately didn't watch. Oh, Dallas. Uh. Golden Knights just scored three zip, but yeah, good kudos to Ethan for uh winning yeah. the gold. I wonder if that was a hard choice. Like, I wonder if uh, his t- home res round lake bears asked him to play at the Freddy. But what, what do you would you play for your home res or play for Team Canada at the yeah. Worlds? Well, what are you allowed to do? Exactly. Depends on his contract too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. His NHL contract, there's a lot of clauses and do's and don'ts. That 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 is totally right. So but I don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'd be allowed to play in a contact tournament as such as the Freddy. That's not professionally sanctioned, right? Because you're investing millions and millions of dollars in that player. In, into your product and your product and, goes off and does that. And I'm sure there's gonna be guys trying to go out there and hit him. It's like, oh, I just hit an NHL player. I just yeah. rocked him, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have some bonehead try to try to make a name for himself. Yeah. But uh, Latvia, what were you saying about Latvia, your home country? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, was just, I, was just, um, I was just thinking about how much Grant, how much we North American fans take <laughs> Trevor's picking my nose on the on the back screen, so he's distracting me. <laughs> I was just I was just trying to re, uh, illustrate a point how how much for granted <laughs> uh, we as North American fans taking these World Championships and winning a medal. Now, when we are, when we win a medal, our team USA wins a medal. It's, oh yeah, oh yeah, we won the gold. Hey, we won the gold. But when a country like Latvia that has never ever won any type of medal and they won the bronze. You should hear that at arena just go crazy and how ha- happy the players were. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that Canada, USA, or Sweden or anything aren't happy to win the bronze, but I think Latvia is way happier to win the bronze than any other nation. They they beat a good US team in in the bronze medal game in yeah. overtime. I think it was, it was overtime. Yep. And they had the parade today, and there's 1.3 million people oh. at that parade. And Riga, Jesus, isn't that yeah. crazy? That's that'd be awesome. Can you imagine if those players never ever slept. I think they're still going. Like <laughs> those guys are like royalty now, right? Mm-hmm. This is their first medal in World Championship history. Yeah, like Canada wins the gold. They're not going to come back to nothing. Yeah, when they come back to Canada, maybe just, uh, hi uh, and hello at the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it though. Yeah, Latvia has a freaking. Big day of celebration, <laughs> like over a million people. Yeah, okay. And they, want, they want a bronze. Yeah. So okay, listeners, I pose this question to you: You're in the you you selected for Team Canada. You're on the third line. You're in Team Canada. 
how well are you going to play knowing that if the big clubs lose, they're going to come over and play for Cat? Oh, shit. Um, Edmonton just got knocked out. So here comes Connor McDavid and uh, Nugent Hopkins. Well, there goes my chance at Bayer. Would you play? Or would you just kind of decline and say, you know what, just ask the NHL players. They're going to play anyways. That's a tough one, especially yeah. when you're a young guy. It's really going to mess up your your confidence, your confidence. right? Yeah, because if you're in university, you're NCAA, you're 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 doing the goals, you're doing everything, and then all of a sudden you get selected to play overseas, and then you and then you get bumped after, let's say, Toronto gets knocked out, and all of a sudden Mitch Marner's playing in your spot, and you're up in the sidelines. Well, you just invested time to go into Europe where you could have. Relax with your family, or something. So just something like that. Yeah, I was kind of a chintzy. I would say take it in, right? You got to take in the experience. Yeah. Watch the pros. Watch them how they get ready for a game. Watch them how they their pregame ritual, and sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. You got a paid trip from Hockey Canada, That's true. paid hotel, and you get to skate with the team during the practices. I mm-hmm. I say take it in. Take it in, absolutely. So. That's my. I'm always gonna keep, <laughs> even when I have Zoom, Zoom, even have uh, Zoom meetings at work. You're I'm gonna keep gonna... this picture in. <laughs> you, should, you show Toad that? No, not I. <laughs> I no, not yet. I will tomorrow though. Yeah, oh, fuck. Uh, with that Ooh. being said, and me picking Bush's nose, let's uh, let's go to our interview with Justin. Let's go. Hey guys, Res Hockey Podcast would like to introduce you our guest for episode 85. He is from Cross Lake, Manitoba. Res Hockey is uh, happy to have as our guest for this week, Justin Nakbar. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, nice to, nice to be here. Uh, yeah, let's get started. Um, how did you get started in hockey? Uh, well, obviously I grew up in Cross Lake. Uh, my dad was a uh, big hockey player I played junior hockey and uh, no he just pretty much shoveled the rink uh, right outside our our house here on the lake and from there on I had older cousins who came and skated on that rink and from there on out I just stuck with hockey I mean my dad was the big contributor my mom and dad and yeah it's pretty much a start on the lake right outside my house uh, uh, what, hold on right, for a second. I come from a northern community too, and sometimes when we weren't allowed to skate in the arena or say a homemade rink, we had to skate on the road. That did you ever have to skate on the road as a kid? Because yeah, most of the times the, the roads are like pure ice, so we had to skate on the road. Yeah, there's uh, a few winters here when I was younger. It was just so cold here, and like the roads were like obviously, like you said, ice. And uh, there was a few times where I just put my skates on the skate on the on the road for a bit. I know a few of my buddies did that too. So, yeah, I've definitely done that. That's the way to start, I think. The, the learning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Bush. Okay, all right, uh, Justin, you played in the MJ and the Dub. Uh, how was your junior career? Um, I was very fortunate to be on some pretty great teams. Obviously, playing in OCN, I played with uh, 
two of my uh, buddies I grew up in Cross Lake with, Anthony Keeper and Ray Keeper. So that was pretty neat. Uh, being a 16-year-old there was it was quite the experience. Uh, we obviously had a really good team that year. We went to the finals. Unfortunately, we didn't win, but just the experience of going to the finals at a young age with those guys and seeing that our community was behind us, that whole uh, run we had was pretty special. I really wish we would have won, but things happen for a reason. Who who uh, beat you in the finals that year? Uh, I think Porter's Terriers beat us. <laughs> of course. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you played for Prince Albert in the <clears throat> dub. How was uh, playing in Prince Albert? Oh, it was great. The first year was kind of a, a little bit of a rocky start for me because uh, I was so used to OCN and having all my buddies from back home pretty much. And it was uh, a little tough at the start. I remember really question if I want to be there for a while and you know it took a lot of hard heart of my mom and dad and I finally ended up staying <clears throat> and lucky I stayed because a year after that we ended up going all the way to win our, the WHL and going to the Memorial Cup which was pretty special but even that first year we uh, we started off really slow and we weren't even in a playoff spot after Christmas and I think we went on like a 10 game winning streak and started to find our groove and just snuck into that last spot. And we took the Moose Jaw Warriors, which were like the the best team in the regular season that year. We took them to seven games. And I think from that series, we used that momentum to the year after. And we just started off hot. I think we were like 24 and 1 right after the Christmas break. So it was a crazy year. Um, Trevor, did you miss a question, or did we go? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> out of all your junior uh, time, what was your favorite experience? Um, oh, that's a tough one. A lot of good, <laughs> lot of good memories. Um, but obviously, winning the Western Hockey League is probably the best memory. Uh, it was such a great experience. We had such a good group of guys. Like um, I think there's like a handful or even maybe more who end up playing the NHL. But uh no winning that was really special to me and going to the Memorial Cup that year was really hands down probably the best experience I've ever had. Where was the Memorial Cup held when you guys went there? Uh it was in Halifax. Oh nice. Yeah. That's a nice barn. Yeah, very nice barn. My uh my parents and a bunch of uh my i think my mom's sister and my uncles came for that too so it was just a great experience all around uh bush and i we went over to uh, <clears throat> wacy rabbits during the freddy and he still talks about his time when he played for vancouver and, and they went to the memorial cup he talks it talks about it like as if it was yesterday still yeah like it's uh, like it's just a memory that's never going to be erased and that's just it's such a great memory to have. Um, at this year's Freddy, uh, you played for your home community of Cross Lake. How was it yeah. winning the Freddy? Oh man, it was, <laughs> it's got to be kind of close to like winning the Western League, but uh, it was obviously Freddy is such a big tournament for Aboriginal people, and like mm -hmm. I remember the first year Freddy we had, we uh, went to the finals and we lost. It was such a heartbreaking loss, but. I know years after that, you know, like we've always just wanted to win. And me and uh, 
Brady Keeper weren't there for, I think, three years after. And then finally we were talking towards the end of this year and, like, saying there's a possibility that we might be able to go, like, um, at the same time, which was uh, pretty exciting. And uh, fortunate enough we were able to go and, you know, Freddie is such a big tournament and I, it was awesome when he was from my hometown. I know everyone here is so proud of us and uh, I'm just happy to win it for the hometown guys here who play hockey and cross lake and who I grew up watching. I was fortunate to play with them and Freddie and growing up a bit there, but yeah, it's awesome. Is there any players uh, that you played against that <clears throat> that comes to your mind that really stood out? It was like, wow, this, this guy's like really good. In uh, Freddie this year? Yeah, yeah. I know that uh, Dwayne, I can't remember. I, Dwayne Jean Jr., I think. Yeah, Dwayne Jean Jr., yeah. He yeah. was on Canoe Lake, I think. Yeah. Yeah, does he have a brother on that team? Uh, no. No, I thought I, he I, said he had a, somebody said he had a brother. I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, that kid was, it was fun to watch him scoot around there. He's pretty, he's pretty good. <laughs> I was getting worried there because, like, he was getting so many chances and, like, they just weren't going in. And he kept, I don't think he hit, like, four posts. And I was like, Man, this kid's going to this kid's gonna get one soon. But he was he was fun to watch. Uh, we watched uh, all the rinks and we noticed on Sunday there was a big, big difference in the ice quality. Like, we could see, uh, you could see the visible frustration of you and whoever trying to make an outlet pass and it just bounces. I mean, there was one I saw. One bounced right over Harley's stick, and it was just right on his tape, but it did bounce. And it's just like he just kind of looked at the ice, he's just shaking his head. How bad was it on Sunday? Especially oh, on Burles too. Yeah, yeah, Burles too was pretty. It was awful, I think, because there were so many back-to-back games, and like you either had to score in like the first five minutes or ten minutes of the period before it got really choppy. It was just like yeah, I was talking to uh, one of my teammates. I remember during COVID. And Brandon, we had this guy who had a like an outdoor rink in his backyard. He was a farm kid, and that's where we skated. And we skated out there for hours, but like it just got so snowy and choppy. And I said it's pretty much similar to this. Like it was just it was just so bumpy and rough. We couldn't nothing was nothing was flat. Every pass was just fluttery and like, but you really had to bear down and like. But yeah, it was pretty bad and brilliant too. Speaking of Harley, your captain Harley Garriock, how awesome did he play uh, at the Freddy? Oh man, he was lights out. Obviously, he's just a big man and plays mean, and he has a hard shot. I mean, he was such a a really big piece of our a p- big piece of us winning because he just he played so well defensively and obviously contributed offensively. But man, he made some pretty big hits and it scared some of their. Uh, guys and that's what usually started us off like he would throw a big hit right away and just to set the tone and after that everyone was always like looking if he was on the back end but yeah he played incredible for us <laughs> you um, played the oh sorry go ahead no, that's yours no, okay you yours. you played this past season with the greenville swamp rabbits uh how was your season it was good we had a really good group of guys um it kind of sucked to see us losing the first round. I really think we shouldn't have, but you know, we had a we were healthy all year. Like we barely had any injuries, and we had a good. Uh, the division was really good, but <clears throat> the first round we lost three of our uh, top players right 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 away to injuries, 
and which kind of like uh, held some pieces missing. And it was just like we were there, and then we weren't because we like they're kind of our backbone guys. So it was kind of tough to lose that way. How was it living in South Carolina during the winter? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, the, <laughs> when it's January, it's still plus 15, plus 10. So I can't complain about that. You get the golf all year round. <laughs> I was re- really lucky to be in the South for my first two years. Um, you also got called up to the AHL with the Ontario Reign. How was it getting called up? It was great. Um, I got called up early in the year in November. I think for two weeks it was tough because they still had a lot of guys healthy and I wasn't able to get a game in, but I was, w- I was waiting for my second call. And once I knew like they had like some bodies hurt, I said I knew I was going to get in a few games, but uh, no, I can't complain about California. It's <laughs> great. It's unreal there. Like we're right on the beach and stuff like that. And we're like pretty much the same, uh, same facility as the Kings. So you walk by the Kings every day, which is, pretty special but uh no i was can't complain there we're such a great organization there too and i was lucky enough to play there uh if you were had to give some advice to like a buddy or someone that you knew that wanted to play in the echl what would you tell them the best thing about the league uh the best thing with the league is just like the the opportunity you get like uh in the coast, when I first went, you you only you only dressed eleven forwards, so you get extra ice time, which is pretty pretty big for me because you get to develop as a professional player, and to make that jump to the A was was like pretty like wasn't such a big jump, but it definitely made it easier. But uh, no, the coast is really good development league. People say they talk down about it, but like I I think it's a really good league. Um, what is, what's your go-to meal? My go-to meal <laughs> used to be craft, it used to be craft dinner, but no, I had to switch her up. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big fettuccine Alfredo guy. With, uh, with or without chicken? Oh, it depends. If I'm in a little bit of a slump, I'll throw the chicken in there. But if not, I just like it plain. <laughs> Here's a big question that we uh, always ask our the guys on the show when like if they're playing in the when they're playing in the US we always ask them are you a Walmart or Target guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? Like the when I first went to the states like I had no idea like I I thought it was just the same as Canada but apparently Walmart isn't isn't as great as it is over there. So I went to Walmart it was pretty it wasn't very nice looking inside like it was in Canada. So I so I said I'm definitely a target guy when I go to the States. <laughs> okay. Um me and Trevor, we have different music tastes for our, our tunes. What's what's yep. uh, what's your pregame tunes? <clears throat> you guys are gonna laugh at me, but uh I'm a big fan of uh, Hank Williams Jr. and Waylon Jennings. I can't get enough of those guys. That's my like, uh, go okay. my go to music. That's my go to music on game day. I like country too. So yeah. yeah. What about uh, Morgan Wallen? Are you in that type of country uh, too? <laughs> yeah, I like Morgan Wallen, but like like I said, uh, I'm a bit of an old soul. So I'm big. Yeah, Morgan Wallen's great though. But 
Waylon Jennings is my go-to. Right on. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, what are you up to during the off season? Do you is there a certain time when you start training or do you, or start skating? Yeah, um, uh, <clears throat> definitely. This last month, I've just been taking my time, kind of getting to the gym. But this last month, I've just been dedicated to uh, seeing family, seeing all the friends first and foremost. Usually around middle of June, that's when I start to work out again, touch the ice a little bit. And then July and August are obviously time to get back to work. But uh, no, there's really no rush. Like uh, You're always going to be in like uh, hockey shape. Man. You just got to get back into touching it. But once July and August hit, it's like it's go time. How was the body feeling after Freddie after playing, playing like eight games? Oh my god! Like I haven't done that in years. So when we made that climb on Sunday, I felt like I felt fine like that Sunday night, and then I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I can't move. I feel like I just like got like, I was just in a car accident. Like I had my back, my legs, my my neck it was just stiff. I was like, it was tough. It was a tough try or a tough time to wake up the next morning. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't like playing in wet stuff. Like, my gloves and my skates have to be dry. Like, how was it playing on Sundays? Like, <clears throat> you guys only had, like, an hour or two break between games. Yeah, we uh, we had an air dryer in our uh, in our dressing room, but I had uh, different uh, – I had two sets of gloves and two sets of laundry, but I'm very superstitious. So, once we won those first two games and I said I can't switch my gloves for my uh, – <laughs> So I was playing in stuff that was soaking wet. So I said, like, it's it's working, so I can't switch it up. Are you uh, superstitious, like, during the regular season? Yeah, very superstitious. Like, I uh, I probably change my, my tape style, like, every second week or so because if something's not working, I just got to tweak a little something. My laces, my laces, my knob on my stick or just like what i'm doing in the day how long i'm napping it's just like whatever works <laughs> once once i do the same thing enough and it stops working then i gotta change it um what are your plans for the 2023 24 hockey season um honestly i'm not too sure yet uh i have to talk to my agent here soon usually i don't find that out until the end of june because the Ontario range still owns my rights till after that. And then after, I think it's June 30 or something, then I'm a free agent. And that's when the phone calls will start coming in. But hopefully, I'll just sign another AHL deal. But if not, I'll try to find somewhere in the coast to play. How was the the like the caliber of hockey at the Freddie compared to the league that you played in, in, the, in the coast this year? Was it like... Some players were sim like close to to what you're used to and whatnot. Yeah, usually like uh, I think honestly the first like the first line of usually every team is like what I'm used to, but like yeah, there is a bit of a difference because it's obviously professional. But uh, no, this that first line is like usually like okay, yeah, this is this is the pace I'm used to. So there's some really good hockey in Freddie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, advice. What advice would you give young hockey players coming up the ranks? Um, 
just obviously, like everyone says, don't give up. I mean, there's always there's always going to be time for your family, and don't be afraid to move away from home. I mean, I did it at a young age, and it was such a big sacrifice for me and my uh, family. But, you know, home is always going to be there. And, uh, you know, you're only young once, and you only get to play hockey for a, a number of years. So make the most of every opportunity and just and just enjoy it. Remember, like, hockey is supposed to be fun. So just if you're having fun, it's great. So just don't give up on your goals, whether it's hockey or not. But well, Was that a dog? Yeah, that's my dog. There. She's, <laughs> she's inside and she's looking at me. She wants to come outside. I wasn't sure if I heard that. Like... Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, we always finish our interviews with, uh, it's called Five Rapid NIST Questions. You ready? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, question number one, baked or fried bannock? Mm, uh, baked. Paul <laughs> makes good baked bannock. Question number two, ever use a curtain? No, ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door? I use it for a curtain. It's, <laughs> the, best to keep, it's, it's the best to keep the sun away. <laughs> uh, question number three, ever see Ernest Mooney's live in concert? You know what? I'm from Cross Lake. I think I've seen him once in my life. And he's always on the move somewhere, that guy. He was at the Freddy during opening yeah. ceremonies. And, like, people, like he had his own security guards, like, walking him out, <laughs> yeah. holding his guitar. I was like, holy Jesus, guy's a big <laughs> yeah, shot. He's a big <laughs> shot, man. He's the real deal over here. Uh, question number four. Indian taco or Bannock burger? Bannock burger. Uh, fifth and last question. Can you jig? Oh, yeah, I was a good jigger. I won a few first place prizes. That was a great answer. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Is there, like, any videos online of you uh, jigging? <laughs> Probably somewhere. Like, I, remember, <laughs> I know. I think my mom has, like, old videos of me. But, like, yeah, I used to be a square dancer. Me and my brother were square dancers. That's awesome. Uh, before we let you go, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Oh, uh, I'm hoping for Vegas because White Coat, obviously, and I have a buddy on there right now. Braden Pahal, he's our captain, PA. So, I'm really, oh, nice. really, yeah, I'm really rooting for those guys to win. I hope so. I think they're winning 3 nothing right now over Dallas. So Right on. That's good to hear. Well, Justin, thanks for uh, taking time out of your summer schedule to join us on the show. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. It was a great one. All right, you take care, awesome. and we'll talk to you again. Yeah. Yeah, see ya. Hi. Hey guys, welcome back from our interview with Justin. Uh that was a great interview. I mean, was. he was he was spot on, bang on with what his advice is like young guys, young players, female and male. Uh it's okay to leave the res. It's yes. uh it's it's okay to be homesick, but it will get easier. Um just just give it time and like training, eating right, it's it's yeah. part of today's game. Um, it was different mm-hmm. from when Bush and I played. Like, you didn't go to train. Like, you didn't have to go to training camp in shape. No, that's why they no, had training camp was for to get in shape. But nowadays, yeah. it's different. Where you gotta work out pretty much year long. I mean, like Justin said, he he's not on the ice. He's taking a break, but he's still hitting the gym, still yeah. eating right. So, uh. 
for you young listeners, this was this is why we have this show just for you less young listeners to to hear these guys who are playing East Coast League AHL and uh, minor pro just to understand their their uh, their side of the story of what it takes for them to get to that high level. So I hope you youth really understand and listen to these players because. I mean, this is one of the main reasons why we do the show is just for to help you, you youth. So that was really good. I really enjoyed that interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this week's Res Hockey Top 5 um, with uh, Ethan Bear winning gold with Team Canada, we'll go with uh, Top 5 Indigenous players who played for Team Canada. So yeah. this, is a, this is a good list. And this is for some of the people that made the list. They didn't win gold, but they played such a big factor mm-hmm. for their team throughout the tournament and throughout uh, Indian country too. So we thought we'd include players that didn't win the gold. Uh, number five, he just recently played for uh, Team Canada at the Worlds. Ethan Bear, Bush's uh, favorite defenseman. Yeah. Um. I still got his uh, Oilers jersey in syllabics, seventy four. Yeah, so that'd be cool if he had a Team Canada, uh, yeah. Team Canada Bear jersey in oh, Cree syllabics. He should do that. That'd, that'd be a hot the shelves. Like that'd be a hot seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, number four for Indigenous Rest Hockey Top Five Indigenous played Indigenous players who played for Team Canada. <laughs> number four is Bridget Laquette. Uh, Bridget had a lot of experience playing with Team Canada, um, Olympics, World Championships. Um, I think she won silver the year that she played against the U.S. Okay. So, yeah. But she was the first female Indigenous player for Team Canada, which is huge. Is she broke the barriers yep. on that. So, 2015, uh, Brid- she made the roster. Bridget Laquette was number four. Uh, number three, he played for the World Juniors in 03, Ooh. Jordan Tutu. The Tutu train. Uh, they didn't win the uh, gold medal. They lost to the Russians. But this guy, this is when he uh, came on the map for a lot of players. <laughs> um, yeah. This guy was a hitting machine. He made so many big hits. And it just, it really helped him get to that next level playing in the show, I think. Um, he had a good season in Brandon too that year. He was leading yeah. when he left for the team Canada Cup. He was leading the WHL in scoring. So that just shows you how big of a year uh, Toots have that had that year. So yeah, Jordan Toots is number three with the O3 World Juniors. Uh, number two for the Indigenous uh, Red Hockey Top Five Indigenous players who played for Team Canada. This is one of my favorites. Uh, number two played in the '87 World Juniors. Oh, yeah. Everett Sunny Pass. Uh, Everett is the father of former uh, guest Creighton Sunny Pass, who mm-hmm. we're good friends with. Um, but Everett played on Team Canada when they had that big bench clearing brawl against the Russians. <laughs> yeah, where they had to turn off the lights to try to stop the two teams from fighting each other. But <laughs> um, Team Canada was going to win; they were unbeaten, run robin, and back then, uh, who whoever was t- and uh, the top team in Ron Robin, they won the the gold. So they were 
I think they were like four or five and zero, oh, and Russia Russia wasn't doing that good, so they thought they'd start a brawling. Mm-hmm. Everett was on the ice. Another player that was on the ice is uh, Theo Fleury. So that's another uh, indigenous right. connection is Theo Fleury. But uh, Everett, it just I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. He was no. he was known to be a fighter. Poor poor Russian guy probably picked a fight with the wrong guy. Cut <laughs> yeah. the crap kicked out of him. So yeah, ever since he passed from El Sipatuk First Nation out in New Brunswick is number two. And number one for our top five indigenous players who played for Team Canada is uh Mr. Carey Price, who played in the 07 World Juniors for Team yeah. Canada. Yeah. This guy was yeah. unreal. Mm-hmm. He won pretty much won it for Team Campbell in the shootout, right? He yeah. he played the US and then it went to a shootout and the rest was history, man. Yeah. I mean seven that, rounds, I think. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much the gold medal game because like mm-hmm. like after Team Canada, um uh Kerry Price stopped Team Canada. I mean the US it that Team Canada jumped on the ice and celebrated like it was it was a gold medal game, but yeah, it was unreal. Do you imagine stopping Patrick Kane over and over? Like, that's crazy. No, 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 kidding. no, he didn't stop Patrick Kane on the last shot. Yeah, it was that's Jack crazy. Johnson that he couldn't stop. Jack Johnson and Taze oh. were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. What would your, uh, if you were in a shootout, what would your shootout move be? I can't divulge that. Remember we had we had a shootout in our game in old timers, old timers turning, and I had to go up again, and I totally missed the net. <laughs> yeah, that haunted me for like ever. I was like so mad at myself. <laughs> I was like, I should have did this. I should have did that. But mm-hmm. I shot the puck, and I totally missed the net. High, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, but that's the the, sh- the crappy part of being in a shootout. So, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, what's up, you? Uh, you are planning to get new rockets. Yeah. Tell us about uh, what kind of rockets you're gonna get. Well, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna join the team True, and uh, get skates molded to my feet because uh, I I suffer through, through uh, what's called um, lace bite. Oh, I thought you were gonna say uh, something else. Snake bite. Snake bite. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say bunions. <laughs> no, I don't got bunions. I, I I don't have bone spurs or anything like that, but I got lace bite. It's, Why don't it's, you just it's... put like a piece of sponge in your? I do. Really? Yeah. And they there's a thing that you could buy like at Hockey Pro Life. It's like a piece of gel, and you just put it in your skate. Yeah, I know. I I've, I've been looking for that for every time I go to Winnipeg. They don't have it there. No. No, so I figure this would be the 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 last skates I buy for the rest of my life. So I got maybe ten years left, and why not? Why well, not invest? Those true skates will last you five years. Mm. That's how that's how long it lasted me. Oh, okay. oh yeah, you'll be fifty by over fifty by then. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing about true skates is you put your you know barefoot, obviously, and they get a iPad and they. They'll uh, scan your walk around you, scanning your feet, Ooh. and that's it. And that's I, it. I should clip my toenails in. You should because that's probably going to add minus half a <laughs> size in your skate. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's his big yellow toenails. Hey, don't yeah. mind them. It's ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just for that, go go get a pedic pedicure. A, a pedicure beforehand. Yeah, just just gr gross out those ladies giving you <laughs> giving you a pedicure. Yeah, it'd be like Dumb and Dumber, just a big. Sander, just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I go uh, the toe bro. Or when you uh, clip your toenails, do you have to wear safety glasses goggles so you don't have to get a toenail in the eye? I uh, I do. You think that ever happened to anyone? Clipping um, their toenail and they get a toenail uh, in the their, eye. Their own clipping in the eye, probably. <laughs> just really <laughs> thick ass toenail. <laughs> But uh, what other options were you looking at? Did you just say, okay, I want to be like Trev. I want to be a good skater like him. I want to be those really are good the skater options. like him. And what about Bauer, CCM? Um, I actually haven't really looked at those yet. So on on the tongue, you can either put a knit, two initials, two letters, or your number. What are you going to put on there, on your tongue? Put number two. Number two. <laughs> or you put two initials. Or not okay, stretch it to four. No way. No, three. You could do three. Three. Hmm. Three, three letters, or you're gonna put your number number oh, two. That's a good question. Or two D M. Two DM. Two DM. Two dumb. <laughs> two dumb, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> So you, true skates are like fifteen hundred bucks. You're really making an investment on your feet, eh? I am. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I figure I could skate like you. Want to? Uh, you know, it's a good investment. Why don't you just get Bowers? I'm thinking of getting Bower skates. Oh yeah. But where are they? Try hockey life anywhere else? Like where this, else? Like, like play a good game. selection, right? But the shitty thing about going to Manitoba is like. You can't use your status card. Uh, yeah. You'll have to pay the taxes. Mm -hmm. That's a big amount of taxes. It is. You're going to, like, you'll have to pay an extra, what, 300 bucks, maybe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you shop in BC, you give them your status card number, they'll refund you the tax. Oh. So. But. I was in BC over the March break. <laughs> you should have got skates. But I <laughs> yeah. think. I think in Ontario, the closest true dealership is Thunder Bay, oh, okay. which is a five-hour drive on a shitty highway. How was your – you went to Thunder Bay this week. How was your drive? The drive was uh, – it was good weather. There wasn't raining. Uh, the traffic wasn't too much. It was during the week, obviously, but I, – I don't I know. Got, I, I don't like traveling I, the highway no more. I got my order of Persians. And you didn't bring me back none? No, because what? I only had six of them, actually. You had eight, six Hunt on the way. No, Hunter, there was split up between Hunter and my daughter. Damn. <laughs> Next time I go. And what, you spent two nights in Thunder Bay? Yeah, we spent two nights. Well, Hunter had an appointment, so yeah. He, but after the appointment, he was, just, he was too exhausted to do anything, so I just... Made the choice of spending another night, and then uh, I went left next morning real quick. And you didn't bring back Persians. No. Did you stop at Seven Eleven? No. 
Oh man, I don't stop at Seven Eleven though. You, when you oh, go only, through Dryden, you never stop through Seven Eleven. Only if you're with me. Yeah, I went through Seven <laughs> Eleven yesterday. Got a Slurpee. Oh, where were you yesterday? I was in the city. Oh yes. And when we mean the city, we mean Winnipeg. <laughs> Just FYI, for those who are wondering what what we're talking about. Oh yeah, okay. I wanted to talk to you about something. We talked about this off off air, and I just I was looking at my notes, and this came up uh, during the North American North American National Aboriginal Hockey Championship. Uh, team Manitoba was playing Team Ontario for the girls and the boys in the finals, and something that something happened in in the stands, and it kind of really. I don't know what's the word. I wasn't, I was kind of like, wow. I didn't know what to think or how to feel, but um, the, I have nothing against anyone. I'm I'm going to just say this straightforward, but uh, the Métis, the Manitoba Métis Federation, I guess, um, there's a lot of, there was 15 girls on the girls team, five on the boys team. And before the, the game started, the Métis Federation started handing out Métis flags. And what they did is they just handed it out to the families of the teams, of the kids that were playing. They didn't hand it out to me. They didn't hand it out to anyone else. It, they just handed it out to, like, the, the, the players were handing it out to their families. And it kind of just got me thinking, like, what if, like, we were on Treaty Treaty One territory, mm-hmm. and then, like, there's a lot of treaty, other treaties. Like, what if, like, uh, First Nations people started handing out Treaty One flags or Treaty Three flags, Treaty Nine flags, just to people who are from that treaty, from that territory? How would other people feel? I'm Ooh. not saying that I felt. I felt left out. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it kind of bothered me that they just decided to give it out to this specific group. Mm. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm not trying to start anything. But I'm just, you know, where I'm start. Like, you know, where I'm, you know what I mean. Like, they only gave yeah. it out to certain people for that Métis. Like, how would it? Like, we're supposed to be united as one. Like, uh, mm-hmm. First Nations. Indig- I mean, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit, right? Like, I don't think people should be, uh, what's the word? They shouldn't be giving it out to someone specific and leave other people out when we're supposed to be united. We're supposed to be together as one. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't be excluding people. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. That's the word. We shouldn't be excluding other no. people. Because there was only one group in the arena that had Métis flags and the rest didn't. I don't think it was right to handing the hand out those flags. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, like, what do you do when something happens like that? Is there anything people can do? Like, that's a tough question, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want the handout. Well, I'm from Treaty 9, you're from Treaty 3, and I wouldn't want to just hand out flags to Treaty 9 people and just leave everyone else. Yeah. So I think 
maybe next time just get a team Manitoba flag. Yeah. And not a not a Métis flag. And just if you're going to hand out team Manitoba flags, offer everyone and just not mm-hmm. that specific group. And it, it, it kind of bugged me. It just, but then after seeing my notes, it's like, shit, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to talk about it. But it did, it did get to me while I was at the game. And I couldn't believe it. It's like, you should not really focus on one, one group of people, especially during a game like that. You're, you're in the national finals and they're only giving out flags to, to their families and, I think it's just you're better off going with Team Manitoba or Team Ontario yeah. or whatever province you're from, that mm-hmm. provincial flag or territory. So that's my two cents. Yeah, those are well two cents, though. But with valid points. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I'd bring it up. Better better late than never. So mm-hmm. just, just in case something like, well, for sure, they're going to be having the the national championships again next year so maybe it's something something to think about for the the provinces and territories so don't exclude anyone we're all we're all in this together and like like tournaments like this it's bringing people people together to players and families together so why not just just keep it that way and not exclude anyone so oh, i feel better now Woosa. Woosa. <laughs> yeah. What movie is that from? Um Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2, yeah. Woosa. <laughs> um before we go, we just want to give a shout out to Owen Hedrick. He's in the Kelly Cup finals, Idaho mm-hmm. Steelheads. So in 16 games, he has three goals, 15 assists for 18 points. 15 assists. That's that's unreal, wow. man. Yeah. So good job on Owen and good luck to you in the finals. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good finals. Like yeah, I know it must it must be a pain for him to miss the Freddie, but but he gets to play a chance to play for uh, yeah. a league title, right? So good on him. And they play the winner of either uh Newfoundland Growlers or Florida Everblades. Ooh. That must be a tough series, because uh, you got like Florida way down in the south and Newfoundland all the way up north. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that travel, that's a long travel, man. Like that's a long. And being like a minor league, like do you fly like a charter flight or do you just connect flights? Well, they probably they probably connect flights. Like Florida to New York or Florida <laughs> to Toronto, then Toronto to Newfoundland. Yeah. Probably something like that. I would, I would imagine, yeah. Because that's a hard, that's a hard, hard uh, dis- distance. So, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Cincinnati's out. Our board, Mark Sinclair, Fort Wayne comments are out. So, but good on Idaho. They have a good team. Yep. He's uh, he's been lighting it up. Project light the lamp. So. Uh, Anything else before uh, we sk- skedaddle for the week? Uh, no. No? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh, so uh, thanks for joining us for episode 85. I'm traveling mm-hmm. with me as Bush, and we really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. We really enjoy 
enjoy uh, doing the show with you. So uh, with that being said, uh, we'll, we will see you next week. Don't forget to love each other and take care of each other and respect each other. Yeah. So is that it, Bush? Don't share water bottles. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So uh, we'll see you uh, next week, guys. Yep. Peace. Peace.